Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. This episode is brought to you by Accelerist, the industry's only partnership intelligence platform that helps companies and causes create or improve partnerships with one another. of jobs in the next decade need some combination of STEM skills, yet only 30% of the STEM workforce is comprised of women. To address the shortage of women in STEM careers, in 2014, MasterCard created an employee engagement effort called Girls for Tech, designed to showcase the in-house expertise of the global payments processor. Girls for Tech won the Gold Halo Award in 2020 for the Skilled Volunteerism category. And in this episode of Cause Talk Radio, I talked to Susan Warner, VP of Talent and Community Engagement for MasterCard, who founded this incredible program. We discussed the genesis of Girls for Tech, how they achieved massive scale with this program, and what Susan considers the triple crown of employee engagement, as well as the advice Susan has for other businesses considering skilled volunteerism initiatives. Well, hello, Susan. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, congratulations on your Halo Award win. We're very excited to be honoring your program. And I am very excited to just dive in to a little bit about uh, your award-winning program, which is called Girls for Tech. But I wonder if you could start out today, Susan, by just telling us who you are and what you do at MasterCard, and then maybe how long you've been involved with the Girls for Tech effort. Sure. Uh, my name is Susan Warner, and I'm Vice President of Talent and Community Engagement at MasterCard. And six years ago, I founded Girls for Tech to be a signature STEM program for our company. Amazing. So you were actually the founder of this program. I am. It is, it's a double honor to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm glad that you are the founder because my first question is, of course, can you talk a little bit about why you and MasterCard decided to launch this initiative? When I joined MasterCard, it was in 2011, employee volunteerism was occurring in pockets, and I would say mainly in the U.S. Um, It was also at a time when our employees were transitioning their mindset from working for a finance company to being part of this leading technology company of who we are today. Um, And I knew if we boiled MasterCard down, so if you boil us down to our very essence, we're all about cryptology algorithms, big data, digital convergence, cybersecurity, AI, and of course, our super fast network. If that's not STEM, I don't know what is. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and at the same time, we also know that, you know, one in five boys were pursuing a STEM career, while one in 20 girls were doing the same. And, And that's to us is just not good enough. If you want to produce the best products and services and increase technological advancement, uh, you need 50-50 representation in a technology company. So uh, late 2013, I presented the idea to create this signature STEM curriculum. It would be based on payments technology and have our employees serve as the role models and mentors in their communities. And our CEO, Ajay Banga, gave me the green light. But he said, do three things. Uh, make it better than you've done before. Make it global. And make it for girls. And here we are today. 
Would you, Susan, just share a little bit about the components of this program? Like what is all involved? It seemed to me just reading through the application that there were a lot of moving pieces. So I'd love it if you could kind of break down for us exactly what's involved. You are obviously very entrenched in STEM and you're trying to get girls interested. So how did you do that? From that conversation in 2013, we ended up launching in April 2014, April 16th. In fact, um, and the program was designed to engage girls, and we thought the age group would be eight to twelve because it's that sweet spot where you can really capture uh, their interest mm-hmm. and fully continue to spark that interest in STEM. So we built this hands-on, uh, fun, engaging program where girls come to our buildings, they crack codes, they learn the difference between symmetric encryption and asymmetric encryption, they solve challenges using big data. Uh, they listen for potential fraud and connect it to data graphs. Um, uh, they innovate a super fast network on their own. The girls are learning. And what, it's what we call sneaky learning because they're having so much fun. Um, but we started to notice again and again that the girls might not walk into our building saying they want to be a fraud detective, but they do on the way out. And, and that kept happening again and again and in, in every single country. We thought about that, that phenomenon that kept happening, and we said, you know what? Um, cybersecurity keeps coming up as, as a strong interest. So we created Girls for Tech, Cybersecurity, and AI as, as a way to create a deeper dive on these subjects. Um, we also, in the last six years, we uh, created a 20-week coding program called Girls for Tech and Code. This runs in New York and India. Um, and we also developed a high school program or, uh, let's say girls ages 13 to 16. And it's based on the same girls for tech concepts, cryptology, digital convergence, fraud detection, but it's more about a project collaboration where the girls work together in teams and they develop new technologies, uh, to solve real world problems. Well, of course, at its core is employee volunteerism. And I actually mistakenly thought that your employees were only females mentoring these girls. But you've corrected me and said that's not true. It's um, all sorts of employees. So can you talk a little bit just about that employee engagement piece, maybe what the response has been from employees and how they are part of this program and really kind of the backbone of the program? Sure. Uh, This program was started uh, for our employees. So um, we created Girls for Tech, in conjunction with our top engineers and technologists. Um, like I said, it was specifically created for to engage our employees, both male and female, to showcase their passion for payments technology and, and bring these girls to our buildings so that they can share that enthusiasm, that passion, to the next generation of problem solvers. To date, we've had more than 4,000 employees serve as mentors in 27 countries. That's incredible. Now, are all of these engagements um, kind of hands-on with your employees and the girls, or are you also developing curriculum that gets shared out, like, say, to a classroom or a teacher where your employees are not as directly involved? Sure. Good question. So we grow Girls for Tech in two ways. So the first way is what I just described. The girls come in small to our buildings across the globe, and our employees will go to their schools and host these programs. Um, and and that's that's a most wonderful way we've grown the program. And, but we've also scaled through our partnerships, such as Baseball, Be Better China, and more, uh, where we create a customized curricula based on the Girls for Tech concepts, and then our partners deploy through their own infrastructure and their own programs. And so with our partners, we've achieved significant scale. 
And I, I just can't thank them enough for being part of the Girls for Tech mission. This episode is brought to you by Accelerist, the industry's only partnership intelligence platform that helps companies and causes create or improve partnerships with one another. I checked in with Brittany Hill, founder and CEO of Accelerist, to hear about some proprietary research and resources they've developed to help you through this uncertain time. Everything we do at Accelerist, we always start with your people, whether it's partnerships or events, we always want to go back to the people, which is why we issued this study to really understand how are we all feeling uh, about uh, this crisis? How are we coming through it? And some surprising and interesting facts that came out of it was that, you know, over 70% of Americans feel positive. They have a positive mindset right now. I also found that over half of Americans want to give and support social causes right now, whether that be their time or by, by financial donation. Let's talk a little bit more about your employees. So this obviously won the Gold Halo Award for Skilled Volunteerism. So would you just talk a little bit about the employee response and maybe some of the feedback you've received from MasterCard employees? First, I have to thank you uh, for this honor in receiving a uh, Halo uh, Award. It's truly the only Halo I'm going to get in life. So I'm I'm really, <laughs> really very happy. Very happy um, and proud. Uh, but seriously, uh, Girls for Tech is based on the very foundations of MasterCard. And our employees have told us that they've learned something new about the company and our products and services. So they're teaching digital convergence, cryptology, tokenization, and they're coming back saying, wait a minute, I didn't know that. Um, in addition, of course, we've pulled them uh, again and again. Um, and the majority are saying that the program um, not only increased their education about our company, but it, it helped improve their communication and presentation skills. And, and that was surprising to me. Um, but when you think about explaining a technology concept like tokenization, and you have to do it in a fun, engaging way to, to impart that knowledge uh, to a middle school girl, um, that does uh, change the way you think um, about that technology concept and how you can then tell your family members or your colleagues or your uh, customers across across the desk. Um, so that that was an, definitely an added benefit. And I have program uh, it, it just it wouldn't be successful without our employees' passion for the program. So now they've taken the program and they're the ones who are teaching it. They're sharing their enthusiasm for payments, technology, cybersecurity, data privacy, and AI. Um, they're the ones who will call us and say, what do you think about expanding in Colombia or South Africa? And we weren't thinking about expanding in those locations at that moment. And we say, okay, let's do it. And so they will take the program and they will run with it. And then it just keeps going in their locations over and over again. And that's that's the secret sauce here. It's the employees. That's such a great point. I think that's kind of the hallmark when you know you've arrived at a successful employee engagement program is when they start to own it. Yeah, really. Susan, I wonder if you could talk... I mean, clearly, that is a very uh, rewarding success point to look at is just employees taking something on and owning it as their own. But I wonder if you can talk a little bit, Susan, about how you measure the success of this campaign, both in terms of impact as well as kind of more traditional employee engagement standards or metrics. Well, we've reached over 900,000 girls in 27 countries. And I can, you know, certainly the numbers reached uh, with the program tells you one thing. 
but I will tell you, we're focused on impact. And that's why we extended the Girls for Tech brand um, so that these girls can keep coming back to our buildings for deeper dives on AI, cyber, data privacy, and more. Um, we want the girls to be as excited about STEM as we are. And we want them to keep coming back for additional learnings. Um, one shy girl in India, I loved her. Um, she, she, after she attended the program, she kind of pulled me aside and she said, I see myself differently now. And that, those words stick with me Can picture where I was standing, what I was wearing. My hair was a mess. Like I just can visually go back there because her words just stayed with me, uh, to this day. And, and it, it's just, that's what we're doing. We want girls to think about STEM in a different way. We even measure what the teachers are saying about the program. Um, with Scholastic, one of our partners, uh, we're getting you know information. 82% of the teachers said they found our unique programming very useful. Um, and 95% of the teachers uh, would like more of this type of programming in the future. One teacher said, um, her favorite aspect was that her students could see real-life applications of cybersecurity in this programming. And, and that tells me we're, we're hitting a, a sweet spot there. One of the other things that I believe you discovered that I thought was so fascinating, this doesn't really have to do with impact, but it really does get to the kind of the root of the problem in terms of girls being interested in STEM. And I think you discovered that one of the reasons girls gave that they weren't maybe as interested in STEM initially was because they thought that they're, they couldn't use creativity in the STEM field. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think the, the main thing we want to impart uh, with girls all, all over the world is that it takes all kinds of skills to pursue a STEM career. And one of the first activities we do when we when they come to our building is we do a fun skill assessment. Um, and we ask if they're creative, analytic, uh, logical, enthusiastic, friendly. Um, and then we ask them to connect those skills um, to potential STEM careers. And, and we have discussions. Well, do you think being creative connects to a tech a job in technology. Some girls will say yes, some girls will say no. And then we 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 talk about it. And and what they find out is that there is a whole lot of creativity in in a technology field. Um, being friendly matters. You don't want to go to work with unfriendly people. Being enthusiastic uh, is definitely really important. Um, what we say is probably my favorite skill to have, curiosity, curiosity to learn. These are all the things we're emphasizing over and over again. And, and the mentors who are teaching each activity station, they're, they're subtly reminding them of the skills that they're using uh, during each activity. Um, so, so I would say, yes, there is uh, definitely creativity is, is one of the, the hallmarks of, of a technological STEM career. Um, and, and they're just finding that out. I want to go back to the impact um, piece for just a minute because I believe um, I remember reading that the employees that were engaged with Girls for Tech ended up being a little bit more engaged when it came to just um, their job at MasterCard. Can you speak to that piece a little bit? Oh, yeah. So we, we pull our, our Girls for Tech mentors all the time. They, they're, they're probably ready to choke me, but... Um, <laughs> Getting information about this program and how we go forward is so important to me. Recently, I moved into HR and, and into talent development. And uh, 
when I was in communications, we were always focused on reputation. I mean, that, that's what our job is. When I moved into HR and talent development, um, we started to connect that it's also about acquisition and retention of employees, the development of employees, skill building. So we started asking the questions. And, and one of the things that came back was that when we looked at our overall employee survey results for last year and we, we, we saw the engagement level, Girls for Tech mentors actually were six points higher in the engagement level. And that said a lot. Um, they also came back and said, yes, they increased their communication skills, their knowledge. Um, but that, that there's, there's something there. You know, yes, we're focused on reputation. But when you can have a community engagement program actually connect to skill building and development, I think that's, I call it the triple crown. It's, it's social impact, it's skill development, and, and it's job satisfaction. The triple crown. I'm going to have to remember that, Susan. Uh, would you talk a little bit about maybe what you personally learned during your involvement with this effort? I mean, you clearly were the founder of this program and you've been with it um, ever since you've reached, did you say 900,000 girls, which is incredible. Um, can you yeah. talk a little bit about maybe what some of your personal lessons have been over that time? Sure. So I always say, you know, if you can see it, you can be it because that's that's the reason why these girls are coming to our building. They're they're witnessing our employees' passion for payments technology. And it's back to that. I'm not a fraud detective on the way into the building, but I'm thinking about it on the way out. So that's been my motto. And I just recently connected that this program is probably a direct result of my not being exposed to various STEM careers when I was growing up. I grew up in a small farm town. There weren't a lot of technologists running around. There were farmers and fishermen. Um, I just didn't know what I would do as a math major. I just couldn't picture anything. And now I think of that. I'm like, darn, I wish I had a program <laughs> like this <laughs> uh, to kind of lead the way. And, and as that girl said, think about myself differently. So that's my personal learning of late. I love that. Um, Susan, if you had to give some advice, we, uh, you know, I hear from people all the time that maybe have kind of some ideas about what they want to do with skilled volunteerism, or they know they have a very gifted workforce and they want to kind of tap into that talent, but they're just not sure where to begin, or maybe they've started and they're not sure how to scale it up. What advice would you give people in terms of, you know, how you've seen your own program grow, things you've maybe done right, maybe some potholes that you, you know, in hindsight could have avoided? What advice would you give people? Okay. Well, I, I think one of the, the hardest things that, that we encountered, um, was customs. Um, <laughs> you know, wow. you, you build a program like this and um, you have all these fun materials that are engaging, uh, you know, the girls in, in various activities. Um, and and customs is the, the, the thing that stops you from shipping it to Dubai or to Sydney, Australia. And, and it's the darndest things like t-shirts get stuck uh, for months or paper. Um, you know, so, uh, it's made us, you know, think differently about, you know, shipping and delivery of our girls for tech kits. Um, and, and that's sounds, uh, silly, but it, but it is something, uh, where we've had to come really, uh, good experts about, um, shipping and receiving. Um, but, you know, we've learned and we now build time, um, when it comes to events outside the U.S. Um, and our stock and supply is out there because we know our employees want 
to run these programs. Um, and what we try to do from the center is make it as add water and stir as possible. So they get mm-hmm. that, they open it up and, and everything is there. Um, so that, you know, the only thing they probably have to provide is, you know, snacks and, and, and beverages because snacks are really important. Um, and, (laughs) and, and because we've made it so easy, um, even the training, you know, giving them uh, training sometimes in person, sometimes online, um, sometimes by video, but we try to make it as easy as possible to deploy. So they don't, there's not a big lift for them. So that's one of the lessons learned. Um, and I would say for just giving advice to anyone else who's thinking about ramping up a, a program um, that engages their employees, I, I would think about what makes your company tick. Um, you, you're not MasterCard or, you know, but what is your very essence, um, the very foundations of your company? And then ask, you know, is there a way you could share this knowledge, this passion that you have? with young students to help them explore new and different careers. Um, I just think, you know, students are hungry sponges. And if we all do our jobs to show them the various careers that are out there in STEM or not, um, I think uh, if we do that as much as possible early on, I think we will produce a generation that creates better products and services. They will invent better technologies. They'll improve our environment even more. Uh, from an early age, if if they're thinking about real world opportunities and real life challenges that we're experiencing today, I, I just think it'll be to the benefit of all of us. Um, well, Susan, what is in store for Girls for Tech in the future? Can you give us any kind of sneak peeks into where you're taking this program? Sure. Um, I, there's a couple of par- new partnerships that we're working with, um, YCAB in Indonesia, um, and AIF um, will scale the program to 100,000 girls in India. Uh, so we're very excited about those new uh, partnerships. Um, we're looking at um, increasing the mentorship. Um, so we have these phenomenal female technologists at MasterCard all over the globe. How can we uh, engage them to encourage girls to pursue STEM careers? So a little bit more on mentoring. And then with the recent, you know, uh, challenges in our, 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 new, our new world, I suppose you can call it, um, we had to think differently about Girls for Tech. Uh, we had many events, in-person events scheduled for the f- first quarter of 2020, as well as the second quarter. We had to cancel all of those. But this unique time uh, allowed us to think a little bit differently about our program. And while we've always been talking about creating an online program, we just didn't have the time because we were scaling the program in different ways. So with this new crisis that arrived at our doorstep, um, we thought, and and with the demand for teachers and parents asking for activities for their their children, we built girlsfortech.com in three days time. We put up activities for, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, no, no sense like a crisis to, to move you along. Um, um, we built this site. It's got activities on cryptology, fraud detection, uh, big data, digital convergence, AI for social good. We've translated the activities in several languages, Spanish, Portuguese, um, Chinese is coming next, French, um, Polish, Arabic. 
so we built this site. It's uh, we're getting uh, lots of uh, visits, uh, thousands of visits each day, um, and so that's our way of helping out parents and teachers, um, and and again encouraging STEM and that passion for cryptology and fraud detection, cybersecurity and AI that we all have. So uh, yeah, so we're we're continually thinking about how we're going to expand Girls for Tech. Um, again, it's it's not about numbers for us. It's it's more about how can we keep this interest alive, this passion alive for these subjects that we live and breathe every single day at MasterCard. Phenomenal. Well, Susan, thank you so, so much for your time today. I wonder if you can share um, maybe where people can learn a little bit more about Girls for Tech online if they'd like to do that. Girlsfortech.com. Well, that was easy. We will include that in our show notes for sure. We also have a short write-up of the Girls for Tech program on the Halo Awards page, which you can find. Um, once again, Susan, congratulations. And thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Cause Talk Radio. Really appreciate it. Oh, you are very welcome. Thank you for my Halo. 